Hello and welcome to Blockchain Gaming World episode 43 with me, John Jordan. So I've just got back from the crypto game conference in Minsk. And as often happens when I go to conferences and spend time traveling and spend time uh, chatting to people, um, my mind kind of starts whirring and I start thinking about it's time that I wrote uh, an opinion piece about where we are in the blockchain game sector. And that is uh, what you're about to hear. So I've had a lot of good discussions in Minsk, um, heard a lot of interesting talks, and that has all percolated in my brain. And I have kind of come up with kind of a, a state of the union address, <laughs> something like that, called uh, Blockchain Games. What have we learned so far in 2019? Because we are now a third of the way through 2019. So um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you find it stimulating in terms of uh, what I'm trying to say. Um, obviously, um, I would be interested to get your view on what I'm saying. You can find me on Twitter at uh, BlockchainGMG. But thanks for listening and hope you subscribe and come back to find out what we are talking about in Blockchain Gaming World next week. Blockchain games. What have we learned so far in 2019? We're a third of the way through a year many hope will be a turning point for the blockchain game sector. And what do we see? Certainly, sentiment has improved alongside the recent bump in cryptocurrency valuations, which itself is invigorating interest from VCs and other investors. More significantly, though, developers are raising their ambition when it comes to products, with new features coming to existing games and plenty of new titles in the works, too. The wider ecosystem is also thriving, especially in terms of activity to solve long-running pain points, such as identity, wallet management, and onboarding. New mainnets continue to go live too, whether or not there's a demand for more blockchains. And that's the problem. Much of this activity appears to be driven less by necessity than by the justification of garden shed inventors and tech geeks everywhere, because we can. Of course, there's nothing wrong with this. Experimentation, for its own sake, sits at the heart of many innovations and is indeed core to the radical nature of the whole blockchain experiment, as formulated in the anonymous 2008 white paper that kick-started the entire sector. Where, because we can, fails, however, is when it comes to building and sustaining a long-term business. A third of the way through 2019, it's not yet clear how many blockchain game companies fully understand this. Part of the issue is blockchain as a whole, has attracted a motley mixture of technologists, enthusiasts, and snake oil salesmen. Combined with an incentive structure that rewards opportunists rather than traditional entrepreneurs, and perhaps it's no surprise few people are looking beyond the constantly bubbling surface froth to see if there's much substance beneath. On that score, there is both good and bad news. There's been sustained growth in the number of active wallets interacting with game smart contracts on the Ethereum network during 2019, which is about as close as anyone gets to defining a player base in the blockchain sector. Yet, at around 6,000 active wallets on a daily basis, blockchain gaming is yet to experience its hockey stick growth moment. Indeed, some key games are suffering decline. EOS Knights could once claim to be the most popular blockchain game with over 7,000 daily active players. But since this peak in early March, player numbers have steadily dropped to around 4,000. Hardly the mark of a sector about to disrupt traditional gaming. Some individual games are slowly building their momentum, however. Despite its bewilderingly Japanese user experience, My Crypto Heroes is now cemented as the most popular game on Ethereum with 3,500 players on a daily basis. And almost 18 months on from its launch, CryptoKitties continues to demonstrate how to build community. Over 1.5 million kitties have now been created, the vast majority by the thousands of players who breed to create limited edition fancy cats and or build up their collections and gain badges in the process. 
Indeed, despite its relative age, CryptoKitties remains one of the most popular blockchain games in terms of player numbers, and is usually the highest ranked game in terms of the amount of money or ETH being spent within it too. Mainly, this is money spent breeding more kitties, but also includes trading between players. Either way, CryptoKitties is the prime example of a blockchain-based economy in which a large proportion of the revenue being spent within the game is being transacted between players rather than pocketed by the developer, which in this case takes a mere 3.75%. And it's not the only example. The CryptoKitties-inspired Axie Infinity is doing something similar, albeit with a smaller user base and much more complex gameplay, and more complexity to come as it rolls out its long-term plan for persistence via it. Lunacia universe. The potential of this approach is demonstrated in terms of the revenue individual players are now spending, something that can be seen by working out the monthly average revenue per player. Of course, as a marker, plenty of complex activity and behavior isn't being captured in such data. But as a marker for how blockchain games could develop during the remainder of 2019, the fact that some players are spending over $100, even $150 a month, is a sign some developers have moved beyond because we can to because that's what our players want. And a third of the way into 2019, I think that's progress.